Ladies and gentlemen, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. For this is a Fred the Island Productions podcast. Dang ferret this bitch! <laughs> can you the music? I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring conversation anyway. Loud noises! Oh, hello! Hello, I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmadja. And I'm looking this way, Michael Lister. <laughs> <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of different channels of the YouTube and on podcast form. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. In through the ear holes, in through the eye holes. Um... You're welcome. <laughs> Get your hands off my eye holes. <laughs> yeah, Rick and Morty yeah. reference. Yeah, get yes. them in there. Get them in there. <laughs> get them in there while they're hot. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. So, welcome to Lee Show. Yeah. Um, it's been another week in the world of pop culture and uh, a couple of weeks since we've seen one Miss Fulia. Uh, on the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are your fortnightly watching? Oh, okay. So I've had a bit of time to do some watchings. Um, one of them being uh, watching the second half of uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Nice. <laughs> Got nice. to watch them. Good. Uh, binged, what was it, like four episodes extra, pretty much. Great. So I just watched those. Mm-hmm. Um, loved them. So good. Good. Unsurprising. Yep. Jeff. Gotta gotta go back and watch them again. Yes. (laughs) I need to watch them, period. Yes. Yes. Um, Also got the opportunity to watch Encanto again, but introduce Kendall to it this time. Yeah. (laughs) Now I know why we don't talk about Bruno. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Speaking as a Sasha Baron Cohen fan, we do not talk about Bruno. (laughs) Well played, well played. Well thank played. you, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes. And still love it. Love the music. It's one of my favorites so at the moment. So Great. Love it so much. Um, now, we've also also got a chance to watch some movies for our other podcasts. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should mention them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the podcast is out in the world. Yeah, so okay. So feel free. We'll plug it at the top, plug it at the top, and we'll plug it at the All right. I, I watched A Wrinkle in Time as well. For the monthly at Winifred's. And um, I was pleasantly surprised about that movie. It was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the podcast, you'll understand. <laughs> yes, I have. And I'm surprised you actually mentioned you watching movies. <laughs> and for that context, go watch, go listen to the podcast. Yes, yes. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was actually, it, like, it wasn't the best, but it was, it was all right. It was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't too bad. 
Um, and uh, we also watched Pixar short Far From The Tree, which was really cute, about seven to eight minutes mm-hmm. um, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's about um, a raccoon, or as my beloved uh, little community likes to call them, the Tanookies. Um, <laughs> uh, so, and it's, um, I think it's about maybe like role models kind of, or how, how, however your parents treat you, that's how you're going to end up treating your own kids later on in life. But yeah. you don't have to be that parent if you don't want to. You can stop the cycle of abuse. Yes. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very serious, uh, subject matter. Very thought provoking. Yeah. Very thought provoking, but yeah, really cool. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling yeah. you'd say that. Um, fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, and also at the time of recording on uh, today specifically, uh, watched in the Discord, continued the Harry Potter marathon. We watched Goblet of Fire. Oh. Did you put your name in that Goblet of Fire? <laughs> <laughs> like the only reason I didn't just say that is because I knew he would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't, film? sir. I didn't. Absolutely <laughs> sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I like the other Dumbledore better. <laughs> oh, lordy. Yeah, so that was a good fun revisit. Nice. Um, and I also made a comment that um, Ron is a very sore loser in this movie. <laughs> He's a very sore loser. <laughs> Yes, he is. He's, he's jealous of for, of Harry. He's jealous of Hermione. And it, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about Ron. No. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. Puberty yeah. um, so. is a magical thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one last thing I will mention that I did watch. And I, I kind of need to do a, fi- a visual thing. Because I have to return something to Kendall because I no longer need it anymore. Oh my god. I watched The Suicide Squad. (laughs) Oh. Julia watched. Oh my god. If I I wouldn't be disrupting the the stream, I'd get down my knees and just be like, I'm not worthy. It's alright. She actually fucking did it. Oh my god. I watched it, yeah. Please, tell... So are we going to go on a major tangent here? Wait, um, it was The Suicide Squad or... No, The. The, the. the, the, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, last the. year's Suicide Squad. Yes. This, yes. That's one. Good. Yes. The good one. 4K. In four, yeah, yes. I watched it in Ultra HD uh, Blu-ray because my, my PlayStation can do that. Oh, that's fucking cool. Um, very crisp. Very crisp. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Did you like it? It was good. I enjoyed it, even though there was a lot of violence that I didn't like. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is, that is There's a lot, lot of very of... gory violence in it. Yes. That I, was... I was closing my eyes and doing, like, the yeah. whole covering the face thing when, <laughs> when that happened. So I was just like, mm, yeah, I'm good not seeing that. I know what's happening. <laughs> so you used your hand. I did. Hand. <laughs> How adorable is, is King What's Star? his name? Nawal? Nawal? No, it's... Nawal. He had a name. He actually had a name. He did. I've only seen the movie once and I... It definitely stood with an N. It started with an N, but um, it kind of sounded like Nawal. Google. Yeah, it was similar. It was uh, was something like... King Shark's name. 
Nanawe. No, no, there we go. Yeah, there Nanawe. we go. Yeah. Yes. Um, no way. No way. No way. <laughs> no way. No way. Yeah. No way. Wasn't he just like the cutest thing? It was, you know what? I was pleasantly surprised about him. No. Um, I wasn't expecting that like emotional side to, to right. the character. Yeah. The fact that he had no friends and that he he just wanted to to have, you know, people around him and love him and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it was really it was really sweet in a way. <laughs> yeah, and him and Ratcatcher too, their yeah. relationship was they, like, they had they had a really good connection, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, and the and that dialogue where she's like, Well, if you had friends, would you eat them? <laughs> <laughs> so Fish we'll be we'll be, we'll be we'll be your friends and mm. you won't eat us. <laughs> there you go. Bird. Bird. Yeah. So that was interesting. But yeah, you, you're glad you watched it. I'm. I'm glad I watched it. Like now, I kind of. Now I know where Peacemaker's kind of going. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where he starts from. Or where he starts from. Yeah. My gosh, that was. Man, I'm a bit salty about him at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he he does not do a good thing at the end there. I don't no spoilers for Suicide Squad. Yeah, I just man, he's too patriotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too That's damn patriotic. Saying it. <laughs> yeah, he just wants peace, and he'll you know he'll kill, do anything to keep the peace. Kill, kill whoever he has to, to in order to get it. It just so. it, it doesn't it doesn't compute for me yeah, because he's going so far the like past the right way into the wrong way. Yeah. Like, it's just, to the extreme. Yeah, yeah, I just wow. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked the movie. I liked it, and then the cute little surprise at the end with Taika Waititi. Yeah, she was Ratcatcher's dad. Yeah, the, the OG Ratcatcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Even though he was only in it for like a little bit, like not even, not even a, like it wasn't very long. No, no cameo kind of. Yeah. Um, now he's in MCU and DC. I know, right? <laughs> Just like James Gunn straddling the line. Um, I have another question. Yes. Um, Peter Capaldi, thoughts? Man, I did not expect it to go that way. No. <laughs> compared to what I saw in the trailers. Yeah. Uh, I I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> hmm. That that's that's how he's playing it, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I I enjoyed his his um. His role as as the thinker, mm. which was really interesting. Mm. Um, very, um, I have no idea. Like he's all about the science. Yeah. Like he like the amount of people he has experimented on. Mm. That made me feel a bit sick. <laughs> yeah, not great. Um, I was like, uh, no, no, this is not how we do things here. <laughs> no. Unless you're. Kind of like uh, what the scientists from uh, uh, Day of the Dead came from. I can sort of see similars of that because James Gunn is a big fan of horror, and he mm. is. And he, well, yeah, he wrote the script for Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Mm. Okay, as well as Scooby Doo. As at the yeah, <laughs> one and two. They were in. I think number two was in cinemas the same time as Dawn of the Dead. So that's that's a there's a spectrum. Yeah. He's a busy boy. He's a busy boy. Mm. Anyway, gold leader. Let's, yeah. Let's let's move and, on. And um yeah, uh, I'm a bit disappointed that half the Suicide Squad team was murdered off in the first like <laughs> 10 15 minutes. Spoilers. 
I mean, the movie's been out for six months. It's fine. Yeah. Um, that was a great, like... Uh, that was such a tease. Subversion of expectation. Yeah. Like bait and switch. Like, it just... I... Blindsight. I did not expect that. Man, I am... But it was so funny. I wanted to see more of TDK. Oh, TDK. <laughs> now I know what it stands for. Good shit. Yeah. It's good shit. Wow. <laughs> Those arms going off and slapping them heads. Yeah. That was funny. Yep. <laughs> that whole opening sequence is freaking hilarious. Mm. Like, I I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly wasn't expecting the way it would go with Harley. No. No. But she, yeah. I think she was really great in this film. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I kind of I like the twist at the end. Yeah. In the <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Project Starfish. My yeah, gosh. yeah. Welcome to Starro. Yeah. Um, wow. Mm. Giant. What is that? Like, it's it's almost like Starmy, the Pokemon, but huge. <laughs> kind of. And with the ability to control people's minds. Yeah. I suppose. Intergalactic starfish mind control. <laughs> Hive mind. Hive mind. Hive mind. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed the Suicide Squad. It was good. She now I can start watching Peacemaker. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's five out. Catch up. Yes, five episodes. I'll get there You'll easily. get there. Good. It's fine. Good. How about you, Michael? What have you been watching? Well, Kawinky Dink. Peacemaker. <laughs> hey. Nice I watched the you. fifth one. Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, bit of a lull, but it mm. was a it was a good cliffhanger at the end. Yes. And I won't spoil it here because I know someone has to catch up. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, not really a spoiler, but I'm actually happy that uh, Kite Man is actually DCEU canon. I lost it. <laughs> Just that one framed newspaper article. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, not really a spoiler, but uh, the first villain that Peacemaker uh, took down. Which, yes. Which is good. Yeah. So, it's all that <laughs> back catalogue that James Gunn lo- loves to di- dial in and bring yeah. to the forefront. Deep cuts. Yes. Love it. Love it. Uh, yes, that's what I watch. That's what I want. And, uh, obviously, Boba Fett, so we'll talk about that later. And me and the wife had a bit of a, a, bit of a date night, but at home, and we watched uh, Tick Tick Boom. Did you love it? I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I'm very passionate about the movie. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, I did enjoy the story, and I did appreciate that it wasn't uh, how they made Rent, which which I I actually Mm. quite like. Because, yeah, it's very sad at the end. And, Mm. yeah, um, definitely good emotionally. Uh, Props for Andrew Garfield. Definitely got me in the feels. I was like, oh, I want to give you a hug. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, um, just the struggles of being a being a um, an artist 
living just from paycheck to paycheck and yeah i can definitely definitely re- relate to that i can't now because you know i've got a mortgage now <laughs> i grew up <laughs> but still a shithead so yeah i actually quite like i actually quite liked it it was actually a neat yeah. film and um a very snap snappy musical but you know lynn Manuel lynn manuel miranda's music always is so uh speaking of which uh Encanto as well so yeah <laughs> it's very min it's very it's very disney <laughs> <laughs> but very sad disney i quite like so and that was basically it otherwise i've been watching a shitload of doctor who uh, nice yeah i've been watching a lot of uh, um the the classic series cuz um, I'm actually getting into the big Finnish audios like really heavily, and like I've decided to uh, get ones when they ca- come out this year. And uh, one that came out was the 50th anniversary of uh, Curse of Pal- Paladon, which um, takes place on this planet. It is it's basic? It's basically if uh, Game of Thrones was a planet, and it deals with a lot of political stuff so they so i've been re-watching some of them and also watching uh the ones with the sea devils in it because that's coming up in the new who episode that's coming out perhaps eight easter i'm thinking we haven't got mm. a date, date for that one so mm. i've been getting ready for that so i can write down so, some stuff to say hey i know a thing or two about doctor who come to me i'm a who historian <laughs> yeah. I like that. Who's storying? Yeah, I just penned it's that. It's funny. It's good. <laughs> Copyright trademark. Yeah. yeah. Trademark. Yeah. It's mine. <laughs> <No. laughs> anyway. Anyway. Kendall. Yes. Who have you been watching tonight? <laughs> well, let me get my little book here. Yeah, little uh, black book. It's got all. Little... <laughs> it is a black book. It literally is. Scandalous. <laughs> Scandalous. Okay, my last uh, week of watching. Um, I Some of the highlights, because I, I, I really can't just read out everything that's written in here, because we'll be here all night, because I'm on holiday and I'm watching a lot of stuff. Um, but the highlights, um, I went and saw Dune again at the cinema. Dune. Um, which was, was great, and I will say, um, still a fantastic movie. I, I think I liked it more the first time because experiencing the world of it for the first time, I mean, pretty much with anything is generally a better experience. Mm. So, um, yeah, but, uh, but it was, it was still really great on the rewatch, um, knowing what was coming and everything. And, um, yeah, it's, it was good. And I didn't see it in IMAX second time. So I first viewing was also IMAX. So, you know, it had a big thing to live up to second viewing. Um, but it was still, it was still great. So very happy with that. Um, I finished season six of Queer Eye. Done. Yes. Yay. Done. Did you cry at every episode? Oh, almost every episode. <laughs> there was some bloody. Oof. Yeah. There was some real tearjerkers. The one, the one about, um, uh, the uh, like the animal rescue. Yes. Safe in Austin. That, yeah. And that that lady. Oh my goodness. Definitely, yeah. Oh, her heart is so big, and that was just... I, they should have ended it there, 
Like, because, yeah, it was a nice... That could have been a nice finale episode for the season. Um, even though, like, the rest of the episodes are still really good. Yeah. That would have been a nice way to finish it because it was just so wholesome Well, maybe wonderful. all they needed to do was rearrange the episodes. Yeah, maybe. Oh, well. Yeah. I can make my own... <laughs> my own um, uh, watch order of Kuro. Yes. Uh, it's fine. Um, also, yes, Peacemaker have seen that, um, up to date on that. I do uh, share sentiments on the lullness of it. Like, there was some cool stuff in there in terms of the group kind of bonding a bit more, which was nice. Um, not a spoiler, so I'll just say it. Hashtag 11th Street Kids for the win. <laughs> um, <laughs> nerd. 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 Uh, and, yeah, so it was, it was still fun. Like you said, yeah, Mike had ended on a hell of a cliffhanger um so yeah good stuff good stuff from peacemaker and then i went to the movies two more times and i saw um spencer on thursday and that's the um princess diana film starring uh kristen stewart as Mm -hmm. the lovely uh late diana princess of wales it's set in the early 90s where things are not great in terms of her situation within the royal family um She's very isolated in this film from the rest of the family, and I, that's, you know, very much done intentionally because at that, that time that was when, you know, Charles and Camilla were fully in their affair, um, and, uh, yeah, things were not, not going very well. Um, but, um, but Kristen Stewart gave an incredible performance. Like, surprise, like not surprisingly good because I've, I've always been on her team. I think she's brilliant. Um, very underrated uh, and overlooked, I think, um, by a lot of people that just like to write her off as a Twilight actress. Um, but yeah, she blew me away. Like she's she could win an Oscar for it. Like it was that good. So I highly recommend people watch Spencer. It was especially if you're interested in Diana at all and the royal family. It's definitely worth a look. Um, and speaking of royal families, I saw King Richard as well. Uh, I still need to see it. Yes, you do. You, you love it. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, speaking of Oscar winning portrayals, I think Will Smith might finally walk away with, with an Oscar in his Man, mind. I hope so. Because, wow. <laughs> um, and, it, you know, at the end of these films, I always like to show the real footage of the real people and stuff. I mean, we all know very well who Venus and Serena are, but I'd never really engaged with them beyond them as tennis stars so seeing the way that they kind of were brought up by their dad and pushed into the tennis field like with no no animosity or no resistance like they were happy to be there and loved tennis and he was such a good dad in that way um but so you see his flaws and and um how like how good he is of of a dad at the same time it's very complicated and complex and yeah and he so when they show the footage at the end and the credits of the real Richard Williams, unfucking canny. Wow. Like really? Yeah, Will Smith nailed it. Like nailed it. I'm not even kidding. So, yeah. I mean, I would really like Andrew Garfield to win the Oscar, but if Will Smith gets it, I'll be happy because <laughs> he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. So, nice. King Richard is freaking awesome. Um, and then the last thing I just wanted to mention um, is that I've watched the first half of. The uh, new uh, documentary miniseries about Janet Jackson, um, which is on stand here in Australia. Uh, and um, of course, if you don't know me, I love me some Jacksons. Um, <laughs> you love, you like, you, you like them so much, you like six Jacksons. S- six, six, oh, yeah. 
Well, I like all of them, but yes, no. Um, well, the Jackson so, Five and Janet. Jay, I no, I, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Thank Notice you. Notice that I'm actually counting out Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we don't talk about their dad. Um, I'm just going to keep quoting in Canto. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, yes, um, I yeah. So basically, the first two episodes of that uh, have aired at the time of recording. I think episodes three and four, the second half of it just dropped, but I haven't had the chance to watch them yet. Um, but it was really, really cool to see, because I'm, I'm so familiar with the Jackson family history and their story, because I've heard it again and again and again. Um, but it was I've never really heard it from her perspective in this way before. Um, and it was, it was really, really interesting, and I learned some things about the family and about Janet's experience that I didn't really know, which was really, really cool. And there's a lot of footage I've never seen either which was really nice. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Um, really, really, really well-made, really well-made documentary. Um, so that's very cool. Um, and then, of course, I should just mention, because you guys have both mentioned it, I've seen Encanto now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Fulia twisted my arm. Yep. No, she didn't. No. It's fine. Because <laughs> um, I would have watched it anyway. But, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. You know, I don't really, obviously, go out of my way to watch animated stuff, but... You know, I like to make exceptions for Disney films, especially because they kind of do stand above the rest in terms of watchability. Yeah. Especially if you're an adult viewer, um, they don't dumb anything down. For kids, like they make it, you know, you can watch these movies as a family, as equals, and both all understand yeah. pretty much everything that's going on. Um, but it was a lovely story. Um, you know, very emotional. Got brought to tears once or twice, I think, and the songs were just incredible. I mean, again. Lin-Manuel Miranda just needs to stop being so talented because, <laughs> my God, we get it. You can write music. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's great. He's probably going to get an Oscar, um, I, would, I would say, for Best Original Song. Um, but it was, it was a lovely film and so good to see, like, a tale of, you know, you don't have to have magic, magical abilities or you don't have to be, like, quote-unquote special in any way to be the hero of your story. Yeah. And I just think that's a beautiful and powerful message um, to be sending to the youth of today. So please watch Encanto. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Even, All right. Even the older generation has a, has a good message for the older generation as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's this very strong message in there about, you know, family tradition and when to hold on to things and when to let go of them. Yeah. And, you know, and how to change with the, you know, the, with the tides and with the seasons and, you know, with the times and all of that. So, yeah. Very well done. So Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. All right. Well, that's the, the weekly watchings or fortnightly watchings. For me. <laughs> for Fulia. Um, so it is now time, of course, to get on into the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright, it's nerdy news time. And starting us off this week, we have some Marvel news. The best way to start the news. Um, except not entirely in this case, because we was robbed. Um, 
This week there was some concept art from uh, Spider-Man No Way Home that was, uh, I, w I wouldn't say leaked online, but just released online, I suppose. Um, and it showed an image of uh, none other than Mysterio fighting Doctor Strange um, around the uh, Statue of Liberty in that epic final fight that we've seen in the in the film. Um, so yeah, it looks like originally there were plans to have Jake Gyllenhaal appear uh, as Quentin Beck as Mysterio in some form. Um, probably, you know. I guess because we're dealing with the multiverse, maybe it would have been a multiversal version of Mysterio, not the one that was killed, but a lot of fans like to theorise that Mysterio actually didn't die, and that's kind of one of his big tricks and illusions, is the fact that he made everyone think he was dead. Um, so, yeah. But, um, because I like I'm okay with No Way Home, more than okay with the way it turned out, but um, it would have been nice to have seen at least one of our, like, Tom Holland's Peter Parker's villains in this because like the like that's probably the only kind of minor issue with No Way Home is the fact that you know the villains that he's fighting against he has no he doesn't really have any emotional connection to them other than the fact that he's trying to help them be better people and, and cure them and stuff which is which is freaking awesome and a great message to send but it would have been nice to have some stakes in there with someone he has experience with um, so having Mysterio there would have obviously added that, but they've taken that out because uh, they clearly would not have had time. Otherwise, the movie would have been three hours long, I would say. Yeah. So um, I get the un I totally understand why Sony and Marvel decided to get rid of him. But um, yeah, it would have been really cool to see how it would have gone down. But regardless, I'm still very happy with the way No Way Home turned out. Um, Fulia, what do you think? Um, look, I'm, I'm happy with the way that No Way Home was, uh, sort of ended up becoming. Um, the fact that, um, we could have had Mysterio doesn't really phase me much. Okay. Um, the, like, it, like, we could have had that in there, but then it would have taken away from everything else that was happening in, um, in the story. Um, so I kind of feel like that they probably cut him out. You know, and it was a good thing. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I reckon, I reckon it just nowhere home is is good the way it is. Like I don't, I don't think it needed to be changed. Okay. Yeah. No, fair enough. Mike, what are your thoughts on on this Mysterio concept art? We could have had a sinister sex. <laughs> yes, that's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably saving it. <laughs> yeah, maybe down the track. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it could have been. Uh, we don't know what it could have been. Could have been someone slipping out, like when I can't stop it, and then yeah. all of a sudden a, a Mysterio, a, a mysterious figure comes out, and it's been played by um, uh, uh, Toby Maguire because you know because Jake Gyllenhaal was going was going to replace him and it would make. <laughs> I, I got you. <laughs> it would have been weird. It's like, oh, Peter Parker becomes Mysterio. Or it's like, it's like those rumors are going around at the moment that Tom Cruise might be a, a variant of Iron Man and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, you guys <laughs> have heard about that. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that, and also, yeah. and also other things. Hmm. But I probably won't mention because you know it could be real. Potential <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, who yeah. knows? <laughs> They're setting setting a lot of stuff up in that one, and. It's going to be, oh, 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 oh. 
yeah so yeah. and also the um the final script is actually out because it's rewards things coming out so and to make to get um uh no way home like a potential award thing so and a lot of people are uh, trying to figure uh, uh going back and it's like ah, oh, this thing was going to be make, making sense and a lot, a lot of stuff was cut out obviously and then yeah it, it's it could have been but they're probably saving it and that's all i'm gonna say yep no that's fair enough and no yes. doubt toby's coming back <laughs> or andrew's coming back maybe toby first because I because I've had because I've heard heard that maybe Toby's going to be in in a, a multiverse of madness because you know Sam Raimi and kind of kind of nice him coming back. Yeah, mm. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. It would be so cool to see. Yeah, either either Andrew or Toby again. But um, yeah. Well, I'm thinking Andrew's probably going to t- turn up in Morbius for some reason. I mean, not a tangent here, but maybe it's possible. I don't think so, but it's possible. Nah. 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 We are the ones that go, nah. 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 We're the knights who say, nah. Nah. (laughs) All right, let's move on to our next news item. Um, And that is some uh, really cool casting uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, Chuck Woody Iwuji uh, from uh, Peacemaker is going to be in the cast of Guardians Volume 3. Um, nice to see James Gunn bringing over some DC uh, cred to the, the MCU in this way. Um, I'm really in, really enjoying his performance in Peacemaker because I've never seen him in anything um, before. Um, I'm trying to find his bloody character name. Where is it? Yeah, Clemson Mern. That's the name of, of his character in Peacemaker. Um, yeah, he's kind of, not to spoil anything for you, Fulia, but he's kind of the, I don't know, the, the task leader, task force leader of their, you know, undercover group. The okay. Rick, trying. The Rick Flag. He's sort of the Rick Flag uh, of, okay. of peace, the Peacemaker world. Yep. Um, the Nick in, Fury. The Nick Fury, <laughs> sort of. Or the, the Phil Coulson to, yeah, Amanda Waller's... Nick Fury, um, but anyway, or, um, or the or the cap or the Captain uh, Mannering from uh, Dad's Army. <laughs> nice reference. <laughs> Don't it's gone over my head, but I appreciate the. the I try to get something really obscure. <laughs> <laughs> I love the obscurity. Bring it. Um, okay, so yeah, basically during the week uh, he was interviewed by the Hollywood Reporter and talked about his role because we don't know who he's playing they have not said at all who he's playing so they're keeping that close to the vest um all that um chuck woody has said is uh he's powerful uh, extremely powerful complex james uh james gunn and i were talking about it but he's certainly one of if not the most complex characters we've seen in the freaking marvel universe so he's deeply complex and deeply powerful and i hope intriguing i hope i bring that to it um so it sounds quite promising um no idea i have no theories 
on on who he could be playing. So I'm I'm very happy to go in blind on this. They're filming Guardians Volume Three right now. Uh, that is in in production as we speak. Um, so yeah, we'll get more details as time goes on. Um, Fulia, do you have any any thoughts? On, on his addition to the cast? Um, not really. Uh, like you, I've never really seen him in anything, and I'm probably Peacemaker is probably going to be the first one for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I'll I'll trust your judgment in his acting skills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's he's quite good. Okay. Yes. yes, he's quite good. Yes, yes. Mike, you you must have some thoughts on this. Not particularly. I mean, it is very vague. Um, True. And, and they are filming it now, and they're also filming the um, holiday special, quite unquote. Mm as well so it could be santa (laughs) (laughs) i mean sure why Why not because technically santa is in the in marvel (laughs) as santa yeah i'm sure he's been in the comics along the way he's the most powerful being in the world oh yeah yeah right actually yeah he can stop time and be in multiple places at once you know the law yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I mean, if they've got Thor, you know, Norse mythology, I mean, of course they're going to get Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? Fucking Black Santa. Mm. Yeah, hell yeah. Absolutely. But he's Norwegian. Shut up. He's make-believe. You can do what you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, okay. Next item of news is, is sort of Marvel-related, actually. Um... And I'll take that as, as that, because why not? Um, Mortal Kombat 2 has officially been given the green light to go Woo! ahead. So um, we'll be ready to test our might once again. Um, well, probably, well, actually test the might this time. Test the might. Oh, yes, because we're actually going to get the proper... A Mortal Kombat. A, an actual Mortal Kombat yeah. this time. Well, yeah, thank you for the correct. <laughs> um... Yes, so Mortal Kombat 2 officially happening. Not surprised considering it was one of the big big movies, I suppose, to come out of 2021. Um, made a lot of money at the box office and, uh, you know, kind of had, got, got sort of a popular following for a little bit. Because it, was, it wasn't a bad film. Like, it's not an amazing film by any stretch, but it's enjoyable. It's a good popcorn movie and the special effects are really awesome. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Um, the cool Marvel connection, though, is the fact that it's being written um, by uh, the head writer of Moon Knight. Um, oh. So, yeah, so we're about to see Moon Knight, which drops at the end of March. Um, but Jeremy Slater is the head writer of, of, of that upcoming MCU show on Disney+, and he's uh, been tapped to write the screenplay for Mortal Kombat 2. So okay. That's, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. So, yeah, mm, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Fulia, thoughts? Uh, look, I'm I'm very happy that we're getting a second Mortal Kombat. I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. Um, nice. as I have spoken about in the past. Yes. Um, and the movie itself, the first movie, yeah, okay, we didn't get an actual Mortal Kombat fight. True. But um, I'm glad that we're gonna actually get it now in the next one. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> so it's going to be really cool. Um, looking forward to it. And yeah, Jeremy Slater. Uh, I don't really know him from many other works, I don't think. Let's look up his uh, IMDb, shall Cause we? Because for me, 
casting and crew names just go way over my head sometimes. No, that's okay. <laughs> I'm not familiar with with his uh, his work either. And I, from what I maybe just saw, I might be about about to uh, like be very unhappy. Oh yeah. Okay, so. Do you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> uh, good news. I want to be happy. Okay. Well, I'm giving you the bad news after this then. So, um, good news is that he, uh, Jeremy Slater has worked on The Umbrella Academy as one of their writers. Oh, okay. And that is a great show. Um, some excellent writing happening there. Um, the bad news is that he wrote the screenplay for Fen Four Stick. <laughs> for fan, fan, fantastic for from 2015 um, mind you <laughs> that movie definitely had a lot of problems post yes so what they yes. had was not what was written so no he okay look in his defense he's also one of three credited screenwriters so that film was co-written by Jeremy Slater, Simon Kinberg of X-Men fame, and he, his contributions have been hit or miss um, as well, and Josh Trank, who is the director, who mm. inf- infamously did not react well to this studio's mishandling of um, Fantastic Four, and, yeah, very... It was a tumultuous time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of fitting, because we just watched um, um, Peacemaker, but he went ape shit. <laughs> yes yes he did um, Julia doesn't yeah. get the reference but you will you will one day <laughs> you will one day you okay. will okay. Um, yeah look so I won't yeah all jokes aside uh, I imagine Jeremy Slater to be a very talented writer so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to if, he, if he's doing Moon Knight and he's going to be doing this now I think he's yeah he obviously has some skills so yeah can't wait to see what he brings to hmm. Mortal Kombat 2. Some yeah. certain set of skills. Yeah, <laughs> certain set of skills. Yes. All right, our last item in the news this week. Um, we have some casting for our live-action Masters of the Universe film. So this is a movie that has been in the works for many moons. Um, and recently, uh, Noah Centineo was the actor linked to play He-Man, um, and he stepped away from the role, I believe, due to scheduling conflicts in the end. Um, has, so now the movie has, um, not only found its lead, but it is also moving to Netflix. So Master of the Universe live action will be a Netflix film. Take that as you will. <laughs> um, so there's going to be three he-man things on netflix yeah three okay, okay. yeah <laughs> yeah it's getting a bit crowded over there at netflix i think in, yes. in terms of in terms of he-man masters of the universe um so kyle allen is the actor who has been tapped to play he-man in this movie um he most recently had a small role in west side story steven spielberg's version um, and I'm familiar with him uh, because of uh, American Horror Story. He was uh, he had a supporting role in uh, my favorite season of the show, actually, season eight, uh, Apocalypse. Um, so, yeah, he's a young actor, up and coming. Um, so it's really good to see him being given a shot to, you know, take the helm of this uh, very popular IP. 
um, I'm sure he will do a great job. He looks the part, I think. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, as He-Man or as Adam? Oh, he, he definitely looks more like an, an, an Adam. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he looks like a good Prince Adam, so. He'll probably do an opposite um, Captain America. Yeah, maybe. Actually, you know what just sprung to mind? Because we watched Free Guy the other day. I feel like they, there's there's like a meme waiting to happen where it's, you know, guys, Prince Adam, and then dude is He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Catchphrase. 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 Uh, so good. Friendly gesture. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. It's great. Anyway, so, yeah. So hopefully it turns out to be a good film. Um, Fulia. Yes. Do you have any thoughts on this live-action Masters of the Universe? He-Man. Um, <laughs> now, being new to the to the Masters of the Universe sort of... Universe. Universe itself. <laughs> yeah, the universe of the universe. Um... I'm kind of looking forward to a live action, um, just to see how the um, the screenwriters and you know directors will sort of go with it. Um, it'll be interesting to see something that's been animated for so many years be brought to life. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that aspect. Hopefully they do it justice. Mm. Um, well, I should note this isn't the first time it's been done in live action. Okay, this is the first time Sorry. I'm hearing about it in live action. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's why I thought I'd mention it. In the 80s, there was a, a live action adaptation with Dolph Lundgren ah, okay. as He-Man. Um, and yeah, apparently, I've not seen it. Apparently it's not a great film, but it has a massive cult following. Okay. So, um, so this is, I think this will be the second live action yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, but but still, it hasn't been done in like thirty years. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. And we're talking infamous, like Super Mario, infamous. <laughs> yeah, that kind of a wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm not really familiar with Kyle Allen. Uh, apparently, he's in West Side Story playing Balkan. Um, and I haven't seen that film just yet, so I'm still, um, still need to go see that. Uh, but you know what? He kind of looks like the type that would play, that would play, um, He-Man. So yeah, let's, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, Mike, do you have any thoughts on, on Kyle Allen and Masters of the Universe? Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I still got my subscription to Netflix. I was like, yeah, why not? Why not? Well, give me a good excuse to watch the um the 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 first one, and see how that goes. Hmm. Not expecting much, you know. Apparently, it's it's like Sonic. He comes to Earth for some reason. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah. that's all I know. So essentially, it's the Smurfs. They come to the the He Man comes to our universe. Even though it's Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just reading it about it now. Yeah, it says the new the new film story will focus on He-Man, also known as Adam, an orphan um, who discovers he is a prince destined to be the savior of a faraway land. He must quickly learn of his power and the importance of saving his true home from an evil force. So yeah, um, kind of just sounds like. You know, he's living a normal life on Earth, maybe, and then he gets swept away to be He-Man or something. Yeah. Um, 
we've sort of seen it before, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's the farmer's boy. It's Superman. It's Goku. It's <clears throat> Jesus. It's it's everything. It's everything rolled into <laughs> one. Yeah. And I will mention too. Uh, speaking of screenwriters as well, um, David Callahan, who uh, wrote the screenplay for Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, is writing the screenplay for this. So cool. Okay. Some promise there as well. Mm. It's always. Is that going to be a thing now? Where I just name drop screenwriters? Well, just... If they're from Marvel, it's fine. <laughs> they sank their teeth in some Marvel stuff. It's cool. Hey. Hey. The track record <laughs> speaks for itself, I think. Thought of Dark World. <laughs> hey, hey. Every track record has a blemish. It's fine. <laughs> There are some good things in that movie. Well, yeah. I mean, mostly, mostly there isn't, but there's some good things in it. Let's let's not tangent into that because I'll be here all night just talking about it. So defending it. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I am the only person who defends that movie. <laughs> it's because it's got my boy in it. Um, all right, let's wrap up. That is the nerdy news done and dusted, which means now it's time. To roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Trailer park time. Let's get into this. We have... Speaking of Netflix, we have three trailers that are all Netflix productions um, to discuss this week. That just happened to align in that way. Um, so welcome to the Netflix podcast for just, <laughs> just, a, just a couple of minutes. Um, our first trailer. Yes, Mike. <laughs> we can call the segment uh, Nitpicks with Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, wordplay is fun. Um, our first trailer is for uh, the upcoming season two. Of Space Force. Um, <laughs> mind blown there. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I have kind of forgotten about this show, unfortunately. <laughs> really? Well, only, only a little bit. Um, like, only, not, and I don't mean that in a bad way, just because I don't remember hearing it about its renewal for season two, or if I have, I blocked it out of my mind because I just... It just left my brain. Um, so when this popped up this week um, that it was coming back, I was like, oh, good. Like, I'm glad because <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed the first I'm season. I'm pretty sure we talked about it in Nerded News at some point. We probably did, and that's why I said <laughs> it's left my brain because if we did talk about it, I've clearly forgotten. Okay. So... Definitely not left an impression on you then. What? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I feel like I'm digging a hole now. Um, and it's space-themed. It like. is. I, know, well, I like the I, Didn't I not just say I like the show? Oh, I'm kidding. I just said I liked it. God damn. Workplace bullying. Work- Will this not work- be tolerated. This is workplace harassment. Why are you doing this? Uh, my, communities, my, my, community, my community's trolls are rubbing off on me. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Good. Good, 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 good. Um, anyway, Space Force. Yes. Trailer. Um, this, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I am really genuinely happy this is coming back because mm-hmm. I did, I did enjoy the first season. I mean, for you know, two main reasons. One, obviously, space. I am, I love my space. Um, and uh, and then <laughs> get out of my space. Get out of my space. <laughs> Give me my space. Um, yes, anything space NASA related, I'm I'm there. Um, and uh, and then just the cast on the show. It's just fantastic. I mean, Steve Carell doing comedy, like sick comedy again, is just wonderful situation comedy. Um, and yeah, and I really kind of love the the back and forth between him and John Malkovich's character. Um, Malkovich, 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 bitch. Thank you. My God, I'm losing it already. B I C. Bitch. Yes. Yes. So yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. And the trailer just... It's funny, I for half a second I thought Lisa Kudrow wasn't even going to be in this season because she's not in the trailer at all, but then her name was on the, the tag um, at the end. So um, I can't remember. I'm going to have to rewatch season one, I think, because I can't remember what happened, but I f- feel like there was she some, was, she, there was she some went family... To prison. Huh? She went to prison. She went to prison. There was some family drama. She's in prison now. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> and she escaped. So it could be like a factory reset that everything's back to where it was. And she's back <laughs> in prison. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it looks, it, looks, it looks great. I love Ben Schwartz, so I'm, I'm keen to see more of him and, um, and see where this, where this season goes as well. It just seems like now, after the disaster of the... The, the, that ro- the rocket launch that they had to do last yeah. last season. I remember that going completely awry, and that was quite quite funny. Um, so Steve Carell's uh, character has to um, prove his worth as head of Space Force. Um, so that's going to be funny. And also Patton Oswalt's in this, so I'm I'm here for that because I love Patton. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good little trailer. Good little trailer. I mean, I'm excited. Um, Fulia, what did you think? Um, I, I'm actually a little bit not sure about this one because it's, um, it's not giving me the same vibes that I got from the first season. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe that was done intentionally, um, because it's, you know, obviously a progression of the story. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm probably still going to end up watching it because I really, I really enjoyed the first season. So I'll, I'll definitely end up watching this one. Um, John Malkovich's character is just <laughs> so good. Like he's supposed to be the straight man, but then he'll also crack a joke or two as well. Yeah. Um, in his own sort of um, scientific way, <laughs> especially especially when he trolls his other um, his other work his other staff members with um, with a yes. video. <laughs> yes. Trying, like focus on the thing and see if it moves, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> The, the screaming horror jump scare jump scare comes through <laughs> and he's like I got you two bitches <laughs> yeah uh, got me yeah no nah, I was yeah that was actually pretty funny um but yeah uh we'll see I'm I'm kind of curious as to what's happening with um with Steve Carell's character like he looks like he is definitely under the pump he looks very stressed out um so yeah, like we'll see. Like I'm pretty sure I'm still gonna end up watching it, but I, yeah. I I'm not sure how I like the trailer of this. That's all. Okay. Yeah. No. Fair enough. 
Good analysis. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, what do you reckon? I was quite surprised that there was going to be a second one. Hey. <laughs> Why am I the only one that remembers that there's going to be a second season? <laughs> I don't know. It just fell out of my brain. It just got, it got <laughs> filled Thank up. Thank you. Yeah, it got filled up with other stuff. You know, Thank you. Other important stuff. There, there was no space left in my brain. <laughs> space Force 2. So yeah. it's Space Force It's forcing itself into my brain. And I don't yeah, like yeah. it. But, <laughs> but, you know, I'll probably watch it. In a weird way, I'm going to have to re-watch it because I, I, I think it ended, like, the fir- first season ended, like, a proper ending. I didn't know they, they were expecting a, a second one because the whole joke is because, not to get political and shit like this, but Donald Trump did start Space Force because he wanted, well, there's there's the Army, there's there's Sea Force and, and Air Force. <laughs> Why not Space Force so we can protect ourselves from space? Okay. Space invaders? Yeah, from aliens. <laughs> so maybe he knew something that we didn't. So can the joke surpass that? I don't know. Frank Willard's no longer alive, so his dad's not going to be around. Yeah. So yeah. That, so that's a bit of a bummer, but mm. you know, so when are we going to be watching this? <laughs> well, Space Force season two will drop in its entirety on Netflix on the eighteenth of February. Okay, so not long. No. Nah, so we're probably not going to get another trailer. So it's no, probably not. Yeah, so Fulia, it's either this trailer or nothing. <laughs> it's one and done. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're either in or you're not. Okay. <laughs> As Netflix tends to do. Hmm. Yes. As they do. Speaking of Netflix, our second our <laughs> yeah. second <laughs> I know, lame segue of my life. Um our next uh trailer is very much the definition of a teaser trailer. Oh my gosh. And what a teaser it was. This is Pinocchio. Um, I am so excited for this. <laughs> and I don't get excited for animation. Yeah. I am, like, really, like, to the level I am for this. Because it's Guillermo del Toro. Okay? So this is his film for Netflix. Um, and he's been wanting to do Pinocchio for the long... Like, he's worked on this for the longest time. I mean, initially, when this project was conceived he wasn't attached but um when he jumped on board he's you know clearly made it his own and um i think he even i feel like he he just has always loved the pinocchio story i feel like i read and um so not not that i'm putting words in his mouth but but i feel like i remember reading that because it's really kind of up his alley in terms of storytelling potential i suppose and just with this little brief teaser that we get um, with Ewan McGregor's character, um, the, the lovely cricket, you know, as he's old and wise retelling the tale of, of Pinocchio. Um, yeah, I'm just really taken in by the entire look and aesthetic of this. It looks beautiful. I mean, Del Toro has such an eye for 
obviously for cinema and for filmmaking he always has um every single film he makes has a certain feel a certain look to it that is you know simultaneously him but also simultaneously like individual to that world like specific to that world every single film you can kind of tell it's a del toro film but it's also it also kind of stands on its own and then you've got the fact that this is a stop motion animation film on top of that um which it just looks gorgeous um i really do think stop motion animation should be i don't know more attention should be paid to it or it should be like you know put up on a higher pedestal than some of what disney and pixar can do even though i will always always go on and on about how brilliant disney and pixar are in terms of their animation but if this film doesn't win best animated oscar next year i will be very upset because it it should just based on this teaser alone i'm i'm just yeah i'm very biased because he's one of my favorite directors and um it just looks it just looks really great like I just, I'm just imagining just the vibe of it, just uh, Penn's Labyrinth as like a stop motion animation sort of film. So this is going to, this is going to be a darker version of Pinocchio than the Disney version that we know more closer maybe to the, you know, the original story um, of Pinocchio maybe. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I can't wait. I, yeah, I've been excited for this for a while. So it's nice to finally see some footage um, from it, even though it's brief. So um, Fulia, yes. our, our resident animated person <laughs> in the podcast. Um, what did you think? Um, tease, yeah, yeah, very much a tease. Um, I absolutely love the look of the animation style. It gives me, it gave me very much the Wes Anderson vibes. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like yeah. Isle of Dogs and. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, yeah, definitely that kind of animation style. Yeah. Um, so I am definitely looking forward to seeing Pinocchio. Um, probably not a Disney film that I've seen a lot in the past. Like I've seen it once maybe okay. yeah. when I was a kid. Um, and then I may have seen it a different version of a la- later in later in life. Um I know the story. I know the basic story of it, but I'm just, I'm not very familiar with it. Uh, let me just like put it yeah, in, that, that's in okay. that sense. That's okay. But it, like, like I said, the animation style looks really good. Um, I am definitely looking forward to it. And the fact that you and McGregor is Jiminy Cricket, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I can listen good... to that voice all day. Oh, right. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Don't try, Anakin. <laughs> I've got the high ground. I have the high ground. <laughs> you were my brother, Anakin. Yes. Anyway. You were the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good? Yeah. Great. All right. Mike, what, what did you reckon of, of this little teaser? Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually quite good. And it, it definitely... Um, did its job being a teaser and also a good um uh a good precursor to say we all know you've seen the disney version this is not the disney version so so uh prepare for maybe the original um pinocchio story which if you don't know is kind of messed up 
so it'll, it'll be a bit of bit of fun uh, yeah. and yeah and can't wait it kind of looks like the sort of um uh animation that's not necessarily stop motion animation like the the physical model clay animation um sort of what they've done with um uh, a bit like do you know the gruffalo at all yeah yes i've not i haven't seen it but yes I know i've seen it. it you've seen the it? gruffalo yeah yeah because that's not that's not um clay animation it's just no it's made to look like it it's a bit yeah. like the um uh lego movies where it's not necessarily lego it's it's um cgi to make look like lego and yeah and you sort of get fooled by that, and I kind of like that. It's sort of the, it, it's sort of like the animation that's a little bit janky, but it, but it's it makes you believe that this thing that you're seeing is real, and it's and it definitely gets rid of sort of the the um, uh, uncanny valley when it deals mm. with that, and. Mm, thinking about it, I'm not not quite sure if it's. It'll have some live elements in it as well, but I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to like sit down and watch this. So when are we going to be watching this, Kendall? Well, it doesn't have an exact release date just yet, um, but Netflix have said we can expect it this year in December. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so there'll be many more trailers um, to come throughout the year. I would, I would wager. So watch this space. All right. Watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> so, so much space. So much space. All right. Last trailer to talk about um, this week uh, is... Speaking of Netflix. Speaking of Netflix. Uh, uh. Um, <laughs> um, this is a film by the name of Home Team. Um, and, and, yeah, I... Fulia and I had pretty much the exact same reaction to this trailer. <laughs> and disclosure. <laughs> we watched it together. And yeah. What was we it were, like? We, we, were, we, were, we were like, I, th- I think I can speak for you when I say like, maybe we would watch this. Like it seemed like if for most of it, like a, you're, you're run of the mill, semi wholesome sport kids film, family film maybe. And then we get... Lots of projectile vomit at yeah. the end. And Fully and I both recoiled quite a bit and uh, have basically just said we're probably not going to watch this now. <laughs> because of that, I can't... I Gross out humour is not my kind of no. shtick at all. It makes me ill. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. I don't... I can't. I can't do it. Um... And look, to be honest, I wasn't entirely convinced by the trailer, really. Like, it didn't really bring anything that we haven't seen in other sports movies before. So I'm not sure why this film exists, to be honest. Like, it doesn't seem to be doing anything original. Other than it's another excuse for Kevin James and Rob Schneider to work together. I mean, sure, make movies with your friends and earn millions of dollars while you do it. Why not? Um, That is the dream, kids. That is the dream. If we could do that... That'd be fine. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, like I was excited to see Chloe Fineman in this trailer because I'm really liking her stuff on SNL. 
um, at the moment. So, but it looks like she's got a pretty small role in the film. Um, and yeah, I don't really have, I don't really have too much else to say. Like I, one of the kids from the Mighty Ducks games, game changes was in the trailer too. Um, I've forgotten his name in Mighty Ducks, but he was like probably my favorite kid character out of the bunch. So it's nice to see him pop up in this. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably not going to check this one out, but, um, it exists. So there you go. (laughs) Fulia, what do you think? Yeah. Um, up until that point in the trailer where there was a lot of puking happening, I was actually kind of considering watching it. Yeah. And then that happened. I was just like, nope, 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 no, 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 lots of no's. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same with you. I don't like the gross out humor either. Um, it's, it's not funny. No. Not funny at all. Um, and I tend to look away whenever those type of things happen. So I don't know, even if I did end up watching this, I'd definitely be skipping that scene. (laughs) But, um, in all fairness, I will say it, it looks like an interesting, like sports family film. It's only an hour and a half by the sounds of it. And it's, I'd say probably not as comedic for Kevin James. No, he's very much the straight man. Yeah. 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 So he was definitely playing more the, um, the serious coach type of character, Mm -hmm. um, without the the kookiness and all of the the slapstick humor that we usually get with his films yeah um yeah so it i i'd say this would be an interesting film if it weren't for that particular scene um yeah i don't i don't know that i'd be convinced enough to watch it either (laughs) yeah no that's that's fair enough Uh, yeah yeah. all right okay michael hit us with your thoughts what do you reckon yeah, I don't want to see uh, a new Mighty Ducks. That's out on the field. <laughs> that's that's American football. <laughs> it's been done to nauseam, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has. And yeah, and then yeah, gross out humor, and then I thought, oh, okay. And then I saw Happy Madison, and I thought, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a market for them. It's just I'm not their demographic. Mm, yeah. No, no, we are we are not collectively their demographic, it seems. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we not going to be watching... Um, uh, guy from <laughs> from Twilight and Tyler Lautner is that his name? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ta- Taylor. Taylor Lautner. Tyler. Yeah. Taylor. Taylor Lautner. And Kevin Smith. So we're not going to be watching James. this movie. <laughs> so when are we not be watching this movie? Yes, we will not be watching this movie. Um, but if you are interested, it's actually on Netflix right now. Yes. Um, it dropped on Friday, the 28th of January. So uh, feel free to give it a watch and we won't judge you. No, just don't tell us. 
Go back in time and tell us. Go back in time. Tell us everything. Uh, all right. Well, that's Trailer Park done and dusted. Mm-hmm. We're rolling on out. Yeah. And now. Now. That means. Oh, I got to cue, cue the sound. You got to cue. You got to cue the thing. Yeah. It is time. Yep. For the moment. Do, hold on. Let me find the file. The segment. The section. Oh, don't rush me. Oh, I haven't downloaded it. Oh, no. I need to get it. The part. Uh, help me. The place. <laughs> oh, no. What's, what's the password for the drive? The portion. <laughs> God dang it. The time, place, thing, oh, oh, it's situation capital, capital in the show. P- we A- like to call. Popcorn culture. Oh, that was loud. Even I heard it. Peak. Peak in the mic. Oh, yeah, that's definitely peak. That's peak in the mic. It's popcorn culture time. Pop. Puppet puppet cones. I can do that now because I got the pop. You've got the you've got the mm. pop filter going on. Pop filter. Pop filter. Yes, popcorn culture time. And of course, uh, that means that it is now time to discuss mm-hmm. the latest episode of the book of Boba Fett. Don't you mean the Mandalorian? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The backdoor pilot. Backdoor season 2.5 uh, prequel episode. Um, oh, yes. don't, don't say that. <laughs> Star Wars and prequels don't mix. Hey. Hey. <laughs> we've, got, we've got some things to talk about. Yes. Um, episode 5, of course, is... Uh, Aptly titled Return of the Mandalorian. Return. Return. And just to just to Yeah. <laughs> just to just two things to yeah. to to clear up first. Um one Mike called it very aptly last week. I mean it was probably a given. Yeah, it was a given. What did I call it? That Mando was going to show up? Yes, I he did. But I didn't expect to him to have his own fucking episode. No, which leads <laughs> me to my second part, which is like my only critique of the, the episode, because it was pretty perfect. Um, the best episode of Boba Fett so far had no Boba Fett in it. <laughs> and that's saying something. And I'm not happy about that, I will say. I'm not nah. happy about it. It's not good. Um, it's not good. Like, you're right. You know, we didn't expect... Like, we knew... I think we knew Mando was coming back. We knew Din Djarin was going to appear in some form. We just did not think it was going to be an entire episode. And I think, as fucking amazing as this episode is, I really hate that it just didn't have any Boba Fett. It, bear, it didn't focus at all on the Boba Fett story and... Not even just his story personally, but the overarching plot of the show was barely mentioned, like, literally just at the end when Fennec shows up. That's it. Mm. 
not that's not good. I don't I don't like that. Yeah, it's not. No, no. Um, did we have? Do we want to discuss how we feel about that up top so we can just get into the good stuff? Um, like Fulia, do you have any thoughts and feelings about that opinion? No, I actually liked it. <laughs> oh, you can! I love. I know. I know. I love no, the no. episode. I mean, more so that you like the fact that Boba Fett wasn't in it. How yeah. dare you! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I, mean, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I've got this real crush on the Mando. So oh, <laughs> honey, <laughs> you're not alone. Is it because he's wearing a silver he helmet and me... you can see your face? He, yeah, <laughs> he can bring me in warm anytime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you and good night. <laughs> oh boy. Um, look, to be honest, like. It was very jarring that there was no Boba Fett in this. Yeah. Um, just the fact that it was literally an episode about what happened post season two of Mando, pre season three. So it's like a in between. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's also I I feel like they've decided to use this episode as a filler for Boba Fett because obviously they wanted to stretch it out as long as they could in terms of episodes for the season because it's yeah. a limited series. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just it was kind of jarring not to see Boba at all in a Boba series. <laughs> mm. But yeah. it still had a Mandalorian in it, so, you know. I know. <laughs> I know. But even, even Boba's not... I suppose traditionally a Mandalorian. No. In that sense... I mean, his father was, mm. but he's not. Sort of. It's weird. Complicated. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I get you. Yeah. Mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. But, yeah. It's, it's a bit shitty. Mike, what, what, do you, what do you think about this whole issue of the, the lack of Boba Fett actually being in this episode? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm in two minds because it, it is a good episode and it definitely ticked a lot of boxes that I actually quite liked. Nostalgia without hitting yourself over the head with it is like it's going, ah yeah, there's the speeder and all, all that. And I, I I love that fact. But when when you're dealing with a series that's um sort of on on the curtails of Mandalorian and it needs to be its own thing and we're sorta of, we're sorta of getting like the getting um, the hang of um, this particular way of storytelling with with um, Boba Fett, where he is now, and also the flashbacks, which is annoying, and I want to see see the rest of the rest of the show just to see. Okay, that's the reason why they actually are executing the, this well. It's just it's 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 jarring. It's it's din jarring. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's. And just ha- and yeah, um, a lot of people love the fact that yeah, this new character that we haven't se- seen uh, in any Star Wars, um, like any part of the franchise, like Din Djarin as the Mandalorian, and he's coming back for one episode. It's like, no, we need we need some space. And I was actually quite happy that he he was going to come back. But yeah, as I said, I wasn't expecting him to have his own episode, and 
and I can sort of see why they they are actually having him here is because they're sort of setting up where he's going to be in Mandalorian three, and and it also um, has uh, ramifications of what he's going to be going to be doing because at the end of the la- uh, last season of Mandalorian, um, we weren't sure if the story was going to continue because pretty much the breakup was there. Mm. So overall, I'm still I'm still in two minds. I still need to watch the rest of the show to to pinpoint what I really feel and think. Yeah. But at this present time, I'm annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the best way to like category category my sort of feeling at, yeah, with it. Yeah, if you want to label it, yeah. It's like I love it but I'm annoyed at the same time. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Yeah, um, yeah. We've only got two more, two more episodes to go, so it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. But yeah, it's um, it's con- it's a concern, and it's kind of funny that um, you know a lot of people have been not to say complaining, but like you know not enjoying Boba Fett as much as Mandalorian, and and you know, and then as soon as Man- Mando shows up it's just it's like it's like they were like John Favreau was like listening to us be like oh you miss Mando well here have a whole fucking episode <laughs> just <laughs> like they went too far in the yeah I don't know so it's I think you're right I think on the rewatch when all the episodes are out and once we've seen everything it might all fit into place a bit better I think this this series probably shouldn't have been a series maybe like maybe it should have been a movie, or um, or um, or less episodes. Yeah, like I'm only predicting here, but if we watch, if when we have watched the entire thing, you can probably take that episode out and nothing has changed. Yeah, I think so. And that's probably why I'm more more annoyed because yeah. you can take this episode out and just leave it as the book of Boba Fett. And that's the story. Yeah. So why have it there when you can just have like a a special episode like at the end, like yeah. it being a it it's being itself a um a uh, a a flashback to what Din was doing before that before he got the call saying hey we need we need muscle it's all right I'll do it for free son of hmm. a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I was I was saying, like, maybe last week or the week before about how... I think it was last week that I was concerned that, you know, as much as I want... I really want Boba Fett to stand on his own, the show to stand on its own separate and not have to rely on Mandalorian characters coming in, you know... Like, it was still great to see Din Djarin come back in this, but the fact that, yeah, it just feels like, you know, like, it's just really kind of as fucking amazing as this episode is, in my opinion. It's just, it just kind of feels like it has detracted a bit from the show as a whole. But then again, like we've just said, not to go around in circles, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all fits when when all is said and done. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Um, getting into 
the what's episode. What's in the episode? What's in the episode? Well, oh my god, I'm going <laughs> to get emotional. Just FYI. So I'm glad this is on YouTube. Um, <laughs> yeah, the fact. Also, the other thing is the fact that this episode just starts and like there's no sort of preamble. It's literally fucking Din Jaren front and center, you know, like 30 seconds in, like immediately, bam, he's there. Um, and he's doing his whole, like they did a whole parallel to episode one of Mandalorian season one with the whole, I can bring you in warm, I can bring you in cold, that sort of thing. And then throwing in the fucking dark saber. Yeah. My God. I, I pff, was not expecting that. So when it happened, I was like, Oh fuck yeah, let's go! Like I was just really, <laughs> really happy about it. Um, and but it was so, it was so cool to see a character who's not a Jedi wield a saber. Um, like just because, you know, he he's obviously not a swordsman. You know, he's he's still very much trying to figure out how to use it as a weapon as he's going along as we see through this episode. And, yeah, so it's kind of just... It, it's nice that not everyone who wields a, a saber is just a naturally gifted swords swordsman, you know, swords person, um, really. So I, I kind of like the fact that it was just this brutish, heavy, clumsy sort of style of fighting, um, you know, and then... And then it's so funny by contrast, every time Mando in this episode when he's fighting and he doesn't have the Darksaber, he's obviously just a pro because mm. he's just using his, you know, weapons that he is just, you know, are, are just like a second skin to him. Yeah. That we just, you know, he's just, he's just that uh, skilled. Yeah. I with. feel like the, the Darksaber for him is so foreign that he's still trying to figure out how he could use it. Mm. And because of that, as uh oh what's her name the what the armorer the armorer was saying that he was fighting against the saber rather than against the opponent Mm. yeah um that's why it kept getting heavier and heavier for him yeah yeah which was an interesting um description apparently that's a reference to rebels i think i think rebels is where or maybe clone wars the animated shows is where the dark saber first comes in like came in i think it's rebels i I think it's rebels because i didn't see it in clone wars okay rebels i haven't seen rebels yet um uh, and there's references there to how it is it's not like your everyday you know lightsaber for example and not just in name only um but i really like the fact that it's it seems to be sort of a a mind over matter situation Mm. like just because you wield it doesn't mean you're going to be you know the best fucking you know fighter there ever that ever lived like no. this is this is something you have to actually work at and train very hard to master and get a get a hold of not just your skills but mentally as well um i think that's really really cool a nice yeah. piece of lore to kind of add to um to the star wars universe yeah yeah um I- and they actually say in the episode that where the the guy who actually in, invented it um, was actually half Mandalorian and and Jedi as well. Yeah. So it's a, it's sort of that um, balance within the sort of different different ways of not necessarily fighting, but also different different uh, mindsets of belief. 
mm. as well. Like, like um, Jedi's are very very calm, collected, and in one with the Force, and uh, and Mandalorians are all about pride and and essentially um, almost the opposite of what Jedi's are. So so it's sort of a yin and a yak. Yin and a yang, so it's not necessarily Sith because yeah, Sith is the complete opposite of Jedi. But but when you're not dealing with the Force, it's like the opposite of the Force. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get you. And so and so the person who who first wielded the dark saber uh, knew how knew how to do it because he was in one with the Force as well as well as um, and. Uh, Mandalorian combat uh, combat style, and Din is not Jedi, and he he probably has the and he probably has misgivings of actually giving Grogu uh, over to Luke because yeah. he's not sure about Jedi's because they're they're myth only, and yeah, and he still loves Grogu and doesn't <laughs> want to see him go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that in a little in a little bit but speaking of grogu though i will say i feel like maybe well maybe very clearly anyway that this stuff with the dark saber and din's lack of handle on it is going to feature pretty heavily in season 3 yeah yeah mandalorian i think especially cuz not to skip to the end but the fact that you know um din says he's you know has to go visit a little friend um you know, not the fact that he's just going to visit Grogu because he misses him and because he wants to give him this new sword of armor. I think that he's that has been made for him, but I feel like it could lead to some kind of way for Din to get a handle on the dark saber, how to use it, what it means to him, and what he wants to accomplish, and you know what his purpose maybe is. I suppose in the universe maybe i don't know that could be very interesting very very interesting um yeah but no i really liked the the opening scene with with that like it was very it was very violent um and i just kind of liked the fact that he cut that guy's head off and just (laughs) brought it to the fucking you know the the you know the person who held the bounty the alien that held the bounty um for it and yeah that was interesting and the guy in the in the lift didn't go didn't go uh excuse me sir your your uh, pillowcase is leaking (laughs) 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 yeah that was that was a funny little just the way he like looks and then quickly looks away yeah in the lift that was i don't want any trouble (laughs) no any trouble (laughs) i've seen i've seen someone um on uh tiktok someone sort of ruined it but it was funny at the same time. They just added one sound, and it was a fart. Oh, yeah, of course. Nah. <laughs> Toilet humor wins again. Hooray. Farts are funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's only followed flues is not funny. That's a serious matter. <laughs> it involves yes. wipes. Wipes. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, so... Basically, Din had to um, get or give the the fucking dude over to these creatures so he could find out where, you know, 
the remainders of the, the the Mandalorians from Navarro were actually hiding on this really cool, like, space station place. I don't even know what you'd call it, because it's not a planet, obviously. It's like a it's, halo. That's what I said! Yeah, you did say that. I said it looked like Halo, and I've never played the game. <laughs> so is, is there something in Halo like that? So That's- Halo is the actual, like... It's kind of like what it looked like in there. It's like a full-on ring in mm. space. Um, but I'm not sure what it is exactly. Is it like a space station type of thing? Yeah, it's... Well, it's sort of like what, what this is. It's pe- people who live on the inside of the ring. Yeah. And how... And it and it's, it's, it's like a false um, planet in a way. Because it... I think it's like... Circ- it, it's... Instead of like a ring, it's actually a half moon, and it actually um, goes around the sun, and that's how they sort of have night and day as well. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I've only played I've only played handfuls, and I'm not sure about the um, Halo lore, but it's mm. essentially it's um, something like that. So it's, yeah, it's like a space it's like a, a space station, but suburbia yeah more like yeah Mm. yeah well here in star wars it looks pretty cool yeah Um, it's mm. it's it's like when mandalorian came back for season two and then they completely ripped off sam worms in oh yeah in the first episode they really yeah the crate dragon really went full dune on them because <laughs> they knew because they knew dune was coming out and it's like we're gonna get there first and then, <laughs> and then and this time halo halo's coming out soon so we're gonna get there first because we already got a we already got a, a main guy that doesn't take off his helmet <laughs> <laughs> yeah funny that sci-fi references everywhere um Yes, so so that I really like that, and then just the way, yeah, we get reintroduced to the armorer, mm. um, and then this uh, other other member of the Death Watch who's there, who is um, actually, um, I've got the name's gone out of my head now, descendant from the the line of 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 Mandalor- Mandalorians of the one who you mentioned earlier, Mike, who actually forged the dark saber, Vizsla. Vizsla. Yeah. This guy's, I think his name is Paz Vizsla or Paz Vizsla. I think is this dude we see in the episode. So he's the descendant of the OG. Um, voice by, Vizsla. Voiced by John Favreau. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Ah, he also cool. did it in the first season as well. So um, Paz Vizsla. But the person who's actually in the armor is Tate Fletcher. Okay. Yeah. Right. But the voice is John Favreau. Yeah. There you go. Because he voiced him in the first season. And Yeah, nice. Am I wrong, but we haven't seen these guys since the first season? No, I don't I don't think so. Because yeah, they're referencing those events that happened on Navarro and that was all season one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't... I, I'm trying to remember... Because we didn't... We, we didn't... Didn't D3 
Finn go back to Navarro in season two? I, I swear at one... Well, because he does, because freaking... Um, uh, What's-her-face is, is there with... Thing I, my brain has shut down. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of names. It's all right. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So they but do anyway. a, a big story dump on... If you haven't seen Rebels or uh, the... Um, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. To catch you up of what what's happening on Mandalore. Yeah, that was cool. Um, to see the... The great, like the great purge. Yeah. Um, that back, that flashback footage. Like that's how you do flashbacks. <laughs> um, no, with voiceover. With voiceover. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. Um, yeah. And references yeah, so, the T too. I know. Like, who would have thought we'd get to see a version of Star Wars that looks kind of like the Terminator? Um, that was <laughs> that was unexpected. Um, but that was really kind of chilling so i really love like emily swallowed as such a good voice like with the armorer like just the way they have her speaking um as this character is just really really cool and so to have her kind of narrating over these awful images of the destruction of mandalore um was just kind of you know gives you chills a little bit i thought it was it was very visually and orally intense Mm. um just seeing the destruction and then seeing all the the bloody K2SO like droids walking out, marching over and shooting at anything that's left and very similar to, to Terminator and yeah, it was it was creepy, but very cool. And clearly and a lot of reviews have said this already, but clearly the budget of Boba Fett really went into this episode. because <laughs> um, visually this entire episode is just very very cool um and this is one of the best examples i think so yeah. but yeah it was really nice to have that back additional backstory sort of like i mean it, yeah it was a bit of exposition thrown in to again set up for where maybe mandalorian season three is going especially in regards to bo-katan um mm. and whatever conflicts that may be coming up with her in the dark saber um yeah so yeah what did what did you think for you of the whole you know, the sequence underneath with, you know, getting to see the armorer again and and uh, and watch, you know, Din kind of take it all in and struggle in the end. Yeah, um, it was interesting to, to, to see them come back. Uh, it was nice to see them come back, actually. Um, they, especially the armorer, because it felt like she's like, kind of like the leader of the, of the group. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and very wise mm-hmm. as well, so I kind of, I kind of definitely do like um, the armor up, but because of their religion, um, she has to make sure that it is up, upheld to the utmost. Yeah, to absolute the nth degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that you know that Din has removed his helmet once before um, meant that he can no longer be a part of the creed. Yeah. Um, even though, even though he had, he wants to find a way to make it right. Um, I think you have. Well, what, well, what did the what did the armorer say that he would have had to do in order to? Yeah, in order to redeem himself, I think she says something to the effect of, um, "You have to 
go to the the living waters underneath the mines of Mandalore. Yeah, and, and the, apparently they've been bombed, so yeah, they've been destroyed. Yeah, bathe um, in the boat. Bathe in the living waters. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of like what Thor did in um, Age of Age Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. Okay. The Star Wars equivalent of that. Mm. Um, yeah, and she kind of just, even though he's like, oh, but they're destroyed. I can't. You know what do you mean? And she's just like, this is the way. <laughs> like you just have to. He's like, yeah, don't have any other choice. I do really like the fact that Din kept his honor in that moment and just accepted it for what it was. Yeah. Obviously didn't like it, but didn't argue with it because he's just that faithful to the creed. Mm. Um, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Mike, what did you think of um, seeing the armorer again and, and everything that took place in that those those sequences? Uh, yeah, I definitely liked it um, and haven't seen these characters in a long old time, so it's a good setup for uh, season three. And, and yeah, it's... it's Sort of do with um, if you follow if you've been following this creed for for ages, and there's nothing that you can persuade to say. And especially with the helmet taking off, uh, with the helmet of taking it off. I mean, he could probably get away. <laughs> it, it's kind of, it's kind of fitting that he's the sort of character that says yes, I did take it off, even though he took it off for um, an android and. Also, uh, uh, Bill Burr's character, who's technically dead, technically. So, yeah, wink, wink. So, so who would know? <laughs> but, yeah. But he he has to decide, especially in the sec- second season of Mandalorian, where where he first first meets uh, Bo-Katan, and how uh, it's sort of it's sort of a, a test of fate. Of faith mm. in his um, sort of cree of either I need to stick with being Mandalorian like like Orthodox Mandalorian, or it's he needs to learn to be a bit more nuanced, especially with uh, sort of the Jedi Jedi things, and it's all coming together with the dark saber as well. It's like yes, this is a Mandalorian thing, but it's also a Jedi thing. And how can I be both when I'm this particular, uh, for my particular faith of this is the way, not taking off the helmet and all that. So uh, I kind of like that that um, Din's character is going to have this struggle in the next season. And I'm still annoyed that we're talking about this in Book of Boba Fett, where <laughs> we should be talking about, oh, there's going to be a huge fight at the end. And Boba Fett's going to be riding that rancor. I know he's going to be riding that rancor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and with with the um, idea of uh, Din using the the uh, dark saber, there is probably going to be a thing where Bo-Katan wants wants the the dark saber because it's it was given to her, and. And there's also a law behind uh, a law behind it of who yeah. wields it, who's properly properly wields it, and yeah, that's that's extra exciting as well. So I'm thinking maybe he's going to give up the dark saver if he's going to be following down the path of this is the way, or it's going to be more nuanced than that, 
and he's going to meet Grogu and going to give Grogu the chainmail of the of the Beskar armor because we don't know if he's going to be growing up as quick as he can, but he doesn't know that because you know we we don't know, <laughs> and they don't mm-hmm. know either. So mm. yeah, so in a way, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I like the storytelling. It made me intrigued and, yeah. and pay attention. Yeah, like I really do love the whole, the way kind of fate is sort of tied to the dark saber and the way you acquire it. Really, kind of can just be be great or the worst possible thing mm, yeah. that could happen. I think that's I think that's really really cool. I love that. I love the mythology behind that. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, and I was kind of sad. I said this to Fuller actually before we recorded, but I was kind of sad to see the uh, the Beskar spear um, be melted down um, because I really like that spear <laughs> um, in season two Mandalorian. Yeah, it's really a bit cool. like the Razor Crest. You don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's. I mean, it kind of leads into just the Grogu of it all you know the fact that even though he's like it was good to see even the fact like even though it's kind of sad but the fact that you know Din is obviously done what you know the armorer advised him to do you know reunite him with his own kind which he's done you know mission accomplished all of that stuff but he's still just so you know kind of forlorn about the whole thing like mm. just he really misses Grogu like he really kind of became sort of a surrogate father to him um, and just the way those emotions and feels are really explored in this episode is, yeah. is intense at parts like even the fact that like the wrapping that the the new armor goes in looks like uh, Grogu's head is just <laughs> yeah. super cute now you're just um, taking the piss yeah, <laughs> I know they were really like I'm like okay I see what you're doing stop nailing it to my eyes <laughs> with the feels um, and then even that scene on you know when, when, when Din's on the, the transport um, to come go to Tatooine and then there's that little kid who's like looking at him from the, st- the seat in front of him and just Din's just not responding because it's Din and he's just brooding, but it's just another reminder of what he's missing. Yeah. You know? And so that gave me some feels as well. Um, yeah. So it's nice to know that, you know, there's some Grogu on the horizon, whether or not we'll see that in the Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. I mean, he did say he had to go, not to skip, again, not to skip ahead, but he did say he had to go and see a little friend first before he had to help Boba, but. I doubt we'll get that next week, um, especially because I don't think they're going to want to spend two episodes away no. from Boba Fett. But who knows? I what? reckon that might be kind of like a, a flashback in the first episode of Mandalorian season three. Yeah, yeah. Or that could just be the beginning of Mandalorian season three, and then yeah, I don't know. Or would yeah, it maybe? One or the other. Yeah, would it be the ultimate cop, um, cop out if he doesn't turn up at all because he's way too busy of what he's doing? <laughs> like if he says he's going to turn up next and he, week and then he doesn't. And he doesn't. For the, <laughs> so the only... The, 
<laughs> the only Mandalorian that we're going to see is in this episode and this episode only. Could you imagine if they did that? My yeah, God. I can. You can. <laughs> and then you can properly take this episode out. Yeah. You really could. Um, I don't think. I don't think it's they'll the do that. It's the best and but... the useless episode. Yeah. In Boba Fett at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they'll do that, but I can see why, like they or how they totally could do that if they wanted. But mm. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, or yeah, Fulia, yeah. did you did you have any Grogu feels? I did. I miss episode? him. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to see him again. I know. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see him in The Mandalorian in Season 3. I think so. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was really cute, the fact that his mate, you know, used the, the best guy's spear to melt down into into armory, um, essentially, because that's, you know, the armorer was like, this spear is um, not some, it's not a weapon that a Mandalorian should be yielding. Um, you're better off, you're pretty much better off with uh, with armor instead of, instead of this as a weapon, which was interesting. Mm. Um, so the fact that they melted, melted it down, like melted down the spear part of it at least, um, just so that they can make some chain mail. Um, for Grugu, oh my gosh. I, my, my mind went to, is he going to still be the small little baby Yoda that we know him as? Or has he, is he going to have grown physically? Are they going to do like a, a Groot teenage Groot situation. Yeah. I don't I don't think so cuz I don't think enough time has passed, but yeah. I don't but then again, we don't really know much about Grogu and Yoda's species. Yeah. So, who knows? Could be a pretty so, uh, Yeah. <laughs> He's got pimples. <laughs> yeah, Mike, did how are you, how are you feeling about the Grogu of it all with this episode? Oh, the Grogu's. Um, yeah. It definitely definitely gets you in the feels, and it, bearing in mind it is annoying that it's in this episode, and and um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because um, it was. I'm trying to think back of what we what we were talking about in the uh, Mandalorian season two, how um, if he gives uh, Grogu back or he stays with him. And he becomes a Mandalorian in a weird way, and then you can all picture him like with the little helmet and, <laughs> and his little, little lightsabers, and he's going to be one with the Force and as a Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of cool. He's going to have chainmail. He's going to have Mithril. <laughs> Mithril. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars Mithril. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, I, yeah, I wasn't entirely expecting this, but we, uh, but I, sh- I really shouldn't have been surprised, but of course we we end up on Tatooine, um, in this episode cause it's the book of Boba Fett as one must Tatooine. remind themselves. Tatooine. Tatooine. The way the Boba says it. Yes. Tatooine. 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 <laughs> Tatooine. Uh, yeah. He talks nice. Yeah. <laughs> to Morrison. Too bad there was none of it in this episode. Um, anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Because what comes next made me cry. So let's get into that. Um, <laughs> where where um, uh, Din has to go through customs because he's flying commercial. <laughs> Never thought you'd see that in Star Wars. 
That was great. That was a nice little bit of humor. Security. I loved that. Man, that that, that gave me a little bit of PTSD because that's what I used to do. <laughs> yeah. Years ago. Many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. Yeah. yeah. I wondered if that, that moment was just there for comic relief or it was going to be setting up the rest of the episode because he had to give up the Darksaber. Yeah. For, you know, the the, the journey. Um, but, you know, he got it again when he arrived, so it was fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I was kind of expecting something to, to go awry, but it didn't. No. So I'm glad it didn't. False sense of security. A little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're on Tatooine, and uh, um, we are once again in the, uh, the, sh- the the shipyard, if you will, the garage of one Pelimoto. Yes, um, I nice, miss her. Nice to see her come back yeah. for another episode, because um, uh, Amy Sedaris is just killing it. And this is probably my favorite appearance, I think, of hers so far. Not because we spend the most time with her but just everything she says is just fantastic um the f- and the fact that <laughs> she dated a jawa <laughs> fairy 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 that was that was that was so funny the and fact like, that she speaks the language i was too. just gonna say it wasn't that wasn't that a trip <laughs> excuse me the fact that she could actually speak their language i wonder how yeah. long that would have taken to actually practice saying those lines in the language of the Jawas. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing they just would have told her to make a, se- make a series of noise that sound like this and she just imitated it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think there's, um, like, people on hand to do, do like, okay, this is what the Jawa language is. No, yeah. I mean, this is not Tolkien. Where, <laughs> where there's a specific way of actually saying, like, Elvish and, and Dwarvish and all all these different languages mm. uh, as yeah I, I suppose they just make it up as they go along <laughs> yeah probably it's funnier that way um yeah. yeah so that was really really cool um and yeah and then um so din's din's come to to see her because you know she's left a message for him to say that um she's you know acquired a new ship that might be a suitable replacement for the razor crest yeah. um because that was raising phrasing yeah because <laughs> um that 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 was a, a big shock of season two of mandalorian when we saw the destruction of of that beloved vessel <laughs> um was sad to see that ship go because i really i really liked it um but um Boy, am I happy with the replacement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I'm gonna cry again. Um, yeah. So, (laughs) basically, basically, Din gets introduced to the first, to, to, for the first time for him, and, you know, not the first time for us, but, um, to a, uh, an N1 starfighter, um, from, uh, Phantom Menace. The Naboo Starfighter. Um, that was just an f- absolutely fantastic vessel, sh- um, ship that was just used, you know, in the in the Naboo, uh, you know, fleet. Um, and it just, it just, I remember loving it. And I remember my brother had one, like a toy, the toy version of it. And we'd, you know, play around because <laughs> we also had a Millennium Falcon and an X-Wing. And then we had that. It was great. Um, so I lost my bloody mind when I saw this ship straight away. I just couldn't, I couldn't, 
couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, this show. We're now they're like, okay, let's we're gonna reference the original trilogy in every possible way. And we're gonna reference Clone Wars, we're gonna reference Rebels. And now they're like, let's go prequel trilogy. I just <laughs> They're bringing everything in. They're bringing everything in, and I'm here for it. I know it's fan service, I know it's nostalgia, I don't care. Um, because the way this made me feel was just, I was 11 years old again, like, <laughs> honestly, it was so nice. Um, yeah. Um, Fulia, I know you don't have a huge connection like I do, but, no. but what were your thoughts on, on, on seeing this ship make a grand return to Star Wars? Um, well, originally I had no idea what it was because I, I, for my, my memory when it comes to films and stuff is not great. So obviously it I didn't get the same reaction as you did yeah. when you first saw it. So for me it was more of a ooh that looks very familiar. What is that? What is that? Where do I know that from? Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of a pod racer um as well, just the way that it's sort of it's model. Yeah. The like way that it's the fact that the it's the style of it. It's two engines kind of hang out the side and yeah. to the front a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's now very this pod race- is race. pod racing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um but I love the I love the fact that we got this montage of them fixing this ship yeah, together. Yeah, that, that was cool. Which was really interesting and I love that because we also had that opportunity in what was it season 1 of The Mandalorian where Din and uh oh what's his name that got killed and we're not very happy about. Oh the the dude that betrayed him. No, in no, episode no. one. Sorry, not episode one. When they were one. fixing the razor crest, no, fixing... in the in the desert. In the desert. Oh, oh. Are you talking? Are you talking about? Um, I, have I have spoken. spoken? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I've forgotten his name too. My bad. <laughs> That's right. Nick Nolte's character. Yes, there you go. yes. Yeah, the actor. Yes, well, the yeah. voice. Um, I'll take that. They 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 did a they did a montage of fixing up the razor crest, and in this one, they're fixing up the N1 and I'm just like oh I like this this is really cool Mm -hmm. and sort of it's one of those things where if if Mando ends up fixing it himself he'll because of the effort that he's put into it he'd probably appreciate it more yeah and want to use it so in that instance that's kind of why I I like that scene yeah Um, yeah and because because originally when he first sees it he's like I don't want this I want to race a crest give me my credits back yeah literally um but then after fixing it and 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 doing all of the all the refurbishments and all that sort of stuff um the the way that he's looking at it the way that he's sort of feeling it as he's walking around um to sort of admire his the work that he's put into it yeah was really really cool mm-hmm. i i absolutely love that um and then when he goes and takes it out for a test drive that was a whole different oh. kettle of fish oh. <laughs> more on that in a second mike yeah. mike what what were your this whole like initial scenes with with the the n1 and the, this mon this like really cool montage of, of fixing it up what, what did you what were your reactions to this initially well, it was around about this time that that I was cluing to the fact that um, this is going to be solely a Dinjarin episode because yeah, where's Baba? Is <laughs> already on Tatooine. Where's Baba? Yeah. So yeah, um, I actually quite liked it. Um, a lot of people were saying, "Okay, hurry up and we get to get to the fucking monkey." Um, 
that that sort of thing. But I, I sort of had the same sort of feel when Boba Fett was making his gaffy stick. Yeah, and it just went very... It, it was very long and prolonged. And yeah. It, you could sort of, f- like, feel it. It's like, oh, uh, this is something special that we're actually watching. Exactly. And this is... And this is the same as we're not going to have a Razor Crest ever again, probably not. But but it's the next best thing. It's something from uh, he's making something from the ground up. So it's it's more personal, and yeah, it, it it's more about him. And yeah, and I was wondering, does this mean he's going to have an R two unit <laughs> alongside? Know, right? And then thank you, they actually cleared that up. So and that's going to be uh, another. Another thing, uh, that's going to be Grogu's cockpit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm, so, I'm sure there's already fan out out in the world somewhere. Oh, they've um, got Grogu in the of cockpit. Grogu in the <laughs> hearing out, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do the little hand thing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So that was that was great to see to see that that sequence. It was really great. Mm. I like the interaction with. Like the way Pelimoto and and the droids interact was was funny. Um, I I also enjoyed that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the real the real money shot of this episode was just once once the starfighter got up in the air. Um, I'm gonna try not to cry because fuck, I just lost it. <laughs> I lost it so much because just this movie, Phantom Menace, is my bloody childhood so much. I've seen that movie like 20 times I was obsessed when I was in you know 11 12 years old like I just I was it's all I cared about was that movie and I know it people have their opinions of it now obviously but I, I don't care it's I love it I'm the same um, I mean yeah. I should of course I shit on it all the time because I'm an adult and it's it is a kids film and I do shit on kids films yeah but yeah, yeah I, was, I was right there with you I, I had yeah. I had a Naboo fighter as as a kid in Lego form, so. Oh, cool. So there you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. It's nostalgic. Yes, I know. I know. It's they really just pulled on the nostalgia hard in this episode, but no, it was it was just so cool to see, like him get up in the air, and fly over Mos Eisley. Yeah. With it, um. But then the fact. The f- they didn't have to this is the thing they didn't have to do this like like they could have just had him flying around but the fact that they decided to have him fly to beggar's canyon <laughs> and and redo parts of the fucking pod race from episode one shot for shot fucking shot yeah yeah same frames <sighs> yeah yeah. I mean, I don't know who I need to hug more, John Favreau or Bryce Dallas Howard at this point, but thank you. <laughs> Cuz I was I was gone. I was <laughs> I can't yeah, I couldn't I couldn't deal with it um at the time cuz I was just like, holy f- they're actually fucking doing it. We're seeing it again. Uh, yeah. And then th- yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. just magical. It was yeah. just magical. That one point that Puddin brings up in chat, it, the the Razor Crest was not only a vehicle of like getting from place to place, but it was also a place where he lived. What is he gonna do with the? <laughs> That's a great. Thanks, Puddin, for the point. And bullseye, great, great point. Want rats. 
Yeah. In my T16. He's T16. Yeah, no, I, 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 when I rewatched the episode, I did have that thought. I'm like, yeah. No, that, my, that was my, store anything anyway. that was, that was my initial thought. Yeah. I was like, um, this is tiny. It's literally just him. He just gets around places. Where is he going to sleep? <laughs> or, I put you know, it. I put Do in the chat or um, store things. Bubba's couch. Bubba's couch. Bubba's couch. Yeah. Yeah, he can couch surf. <laughs> or he can sleep with the rancor. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or in the back to tank and have his own flashbacks to you know the death watch and everything. Um. Yeah. Tragic yeah. Childhood. So. Yeah. Wow. Tra- tragic childhood. It's all about tragic childhood. It's all about it. Mm. All about it with Star Wars. Anyway, so, yeah, so that was just fucking pure magic. And then mm. the fact that he takes, he then takes it up and we, we get this lovely shot of the N1 in between uh, two X-Wings, <laughs> which was just cool as well. Um, yeah, so I just, the whole thing. <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love, I fucking loved it. Just more of that, please. <laughs> Give me my my nostalgia. Give me prequels, love. Make the prequels. Give me good. my member berries. Like, member berries. <laughs> member berries, please. Um, Fulia, what did you think about seeing the N1 in action in this way? It's actually really cool. Yeah. Uh, I like seeing it fly around. It zips around really quick. It does, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. Is yeah. it fast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Din, Din really likes it, he, I think. <laughs> I reckon he likes the fact that it's really fast. Yeah. And it gets around and all that sort of stuff. So, um, But, you know, when he comes across the X-Wings and then we find out that it's one of the... <laughs> one of the pilots is someone he's come across before. I know, <laughs> right? Um, and then they're all, like, interrogating him about the about the, the ship and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just like, hmm, I wonder how much trouble he's going to get into this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, um, he managed to get out of that one. And as soon as the, um, the one that recognized his voice turned around, it's like, yeah, I remember you. Remember this event? And then he's like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. just pisses off. Peace. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, that, that gave funny. me a good giggle. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of, especially the way he just kind of like slowly like looked over. Yeah. And then just Audi 5000, just out of there, like, <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah, that was, that was, that was funny. Yeah, no, yeah. I liked it. I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah. yeah. Mike, how did you feel being, being someone I know that, you know, does enjoy the prequels, episode one, um, to a degree? What did you, how, how did you feel about seeing the Naboo Starfighter in action once again. Yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got my member berries happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that, you know, yeah, it's nostalgia and it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. But. Yeah, I'll take that. You know, sometimes you need to sort of uh, live your childhood sometimes to f- figure out where you, where you were and at this present time. And, yeah, the prequels, they are what they are, but you cannot deny that everyone loved pod racing. Hell yeah. <laughs> if if the... Um, I mean, a lot of people can say, well, you can sort of start with the second one and sort of leave <laughs> leave Phantom Menace out of it. It's like, you don't need to see it. But you, but still, pod racing. And, and, um, and Duel of Fates. Yes. That's basically it. <laughs> a song probably and yeah 
uh, a segment in a in a movie that doesn't really help with the rest of the story, but still pod racing, <laughs> yes. and it was totally wizard. Yeah, that was another cool reference. Um, so Fulia probably doesn't remember, um, but in in Phantom Menace, um, I can't remember the name of Anakin's friend, but. Um, he has a little little buddy that is, you know helps him work on the pod ra- the pod racing thing, um, like one of his friends and comes to support him at the event. I forget his name, but his friend like at, like I think it's after the pod race. He or maybe like I think yeah I think it's after the pod race. He's he's like you know happy and excited for Anik and he's like what that was wizard Annie. Like he says wizard is like, that was awesome. That was ah, rare. Okay. So like w- the fact that Din said wizard when Pelly's like, how is that? And he's like wizard and the way he said it, like, holy fuck. Like talk <laughs> about your deep cuts references. I did not expect to ever see in, in Boba Fett or Mandalorian, but here we are. Like <laughs> I just, that was, ah. Mind you, it's probably not cool anymore. So it's, it's probably the equivalent of someone saying that was rad. Yeah, yeah, or tubular, or <laughs> totally or, tubular, or, or boss, or something like that. <laughs> boss. You know? So yeah, that was that was pretty fantastic. Um, and then yeah, and that's when we catch up with the uh, the Boba Fett storyline right at the end. Yes. Um, where Fennec Shand shows up and offers Din some money, which he declines, um, which was very honourable of him. Um, to just be like, well, I'll, I'm happy to help Boba Fett out, uh, of course, and uh, but I've got to go help my little friend first. I got to go mm. see my little friend. So yeah, and that's that's the episode. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was. I'm glad it was like. I feel like uh, as much as Boba Fett wasn't in this episode, I'm glad it was Fennec that went to see Din instead of Boba. Um, just because I feel like. Because, you know, Boba is the, the head honcho around mm. these parts. I feel like it makes more sense for Fennec Shan to go and and, and do that kind of thing. Um, yeah. so, so I'm glad that happened. And, yeah, it was nice to kind of see her. I like the fact that Pelly was just like, yeah, sorry, I didn't tell her who you were. And then I put up all the security protocols. And, yeah, and yeah. She's, she still found a way in because, of course, it's Fennec Shan. <laughs> what do you expect? Um yeah, so that's our setup for next week, and I. Either way, we're either going to see Grogu next week. I don't think so. We might, um, or we're just going to go straight into you know Mando side by side with Boba Fett and against the Pikes, and it's going to be badass. Or we're going to get Mike's option, which is just, you know, Mando's not going to turn up. Mando's not going to show up. My cynical <laughs> side saying that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Any any last thoughts from you, Fulia, on this? Look, I'm like, I am sad that there was no Boba in this, but I'm also happy that there was no Boba in this because I missed Mando. <laughs> we love Mando. We do. Um, so it was nice to get like a little bit of like a little sneak peek into what we're going to expect in season three. So yeah, um, I can't wait for that. But mm. yeah, definitely looking forward to what's next week's episode. Is the last one, I'd say. There's two more. There's two more. So this okay. is episode five. They're doing seven episodes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, so we've got, we got two, two more. more to go. Two more. Looking forward to it. To go. Two yes. more to go. Any, any, any final thoughts, Mike? Before we wrap up. Uh, didn't need this episode. <laughs> Contextually, 
<laughs> but I'm glad it, it it exists. Yeah. No, good. Yeah. I yeah, I can kind of agree with that. Like, yeah, we definitely didn't need this episode. But at the same time, we needed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just, what are you just, talking about? It's going to be there's going to be Mandalorian at the end of the year. No, I know. I just meant more in, in the terms of like it was just a nice little surprise. Like it was a nice just on the yeah. whole, not in relation to Boba Fett and and the lack of, thereof in this episode, but just the fact that you know the world really kind of sucks at the moment. So it was just nice to have <laughs> yeah. something something really just awesome and just really kind of take you back to a, a nice place in your life before everything went to shit. Mm. Well, that's nostalgia for you. Yeah, it is. I suppose that's how nostalgia works. Yeah. yeah. I just brought it down to its bare essentials. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, but no, we didn't need this because again, as we all, we, you know, we got our grievances out of the top, but you know, no Boba Fett, barely any progression with the storyline. Um, and, and all of that. So well, it's like just, I said, it's definitely a filler episode. It's a filler episode. It's just, I don't know. We'll see how it, like, like you said, you said it very well, Mike. We'll see how it fits with everything once it's all done. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll go from there. And he better come back. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, my assertion is true and we didn't need this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. We, yeah, we, well, hopefully, hopefully we do need this episode when it comes down to it, but I guess we'll find out next week. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Looking forward to that. Can't wait. But I, I, yeah, hopefully the, you know, the last two episodes of Boba are just really great episodes of the book of Boba Fett. Yes. You know what I mean? I really want Tamira Morrison to have, you know, some just... Quality like this episode was, because this was a fantastic episode of Star Wars, and just anything Star Wars, I would love for him to have the same kind of just, God, that was good, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, him and Ming-Nao Wen. So, yeah, yeah. so we'll find out how that comes out. Yeah. That's it, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I think these last two episodes is probably going to be the, the, the the big third act that we need. Yeah. Like... Like, yeah, this episode right. was a good, like, off the side, but I think we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. There's going to be a bit of a climax at the end of next episode, and then steam ahead for the rest of the episode for next next week. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, that does it for our Book of Boba Fett discussion. Mm. Um Chapter 5, mm-hmm. The Return of the Mandalorian. <laughs> um, absolutely fantastic. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed our popcorn culture this week um, and the show as a whole because yes. we are officially wrapping up for the day. Um, before we go, though, uh, Fulia and I have a show to plug. Yes. The monthly came out this week. Winifred's. The monthly at Winifred's. The monthly at Winifred's. A uh, new episode dropped during the week. First um, of the year. First of, t- uh, of 2022. So please get around it. Give it a listen. Uh, we treated y'all with another iteration of the convincing game. Yes. Um, which non-animated family film. Non-animated family film. 
And uh, I I think it turned out rather well. Yes, it did. It was lots of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always fun when we do those episodes. Um, so please check it out um, if you if you want to get around that and mm-hmm. hear hear us be funny and silly on that show. Yes. Um, as well, Mike, you said you listened, yeah? Yes, I did. Yeah, did you like it? I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, it was fun. It was good. And I haven't seen any of the movies that, that you were talk, talking about. And I might have a okay. look. Look at them. Yeah. yeah. That could be you convinced it, it, me. Yeah. Yeah, we convinced, and we convinced the, audience. the audience to, to actually <laughs> to watch, watch anything. Uh, yeah. It's good fun. It's yeah. good fun. Thanks for listening, Mike. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm producer, so, you know. <laughs> true. True, true, true. <laughs> I put in the monies. <laughs> to make it executive happen. producer keep keep the lights on thank you very much yes um all right well i think that's that's it that's mm. done yeah we out and, and that was, was a, a podcast, podcast called friend remember to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter for the latest spread content if you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. <laughs> I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Julia Cantaramaggio. And I've been very busily trying to make this uh, bookcase <laughs> that's behind me. And now sorting out all the DVDs, and I'm going to get rid of them. Hey, Michael Lister. And you just experienced a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. Yay. 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 Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Yes. yes. Remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please like, share, subscribe, all that jazz if you want to see more. Comment below your thoughts about our discussions. Yes, yeah. any any questions, any comments, any any complaints, even. We'll take it all. Yes. No, thanks. <laughs> I don't read them anyway. <laughs> Unless they're really scathing and then I go scorch earth. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I yes. love it. Remember to eat beef. And look after yourself and your mental health. <laughs> and yes. remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and see you, Mando. We're not going to see you until the end of the year. Don't see you soon. Don't say that, it'll come through. <laughs> <laughs> Night, Puddin. <laughs> Night, Puddin. Thanks for watching, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And see. <laughs> Not all. Nice. Bye now. Goodbye, YouTube. Bye bye. And we're out. <laughs>